It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. This is how Frodo and Bilbo and Gandalf must have felt sailing the Crystal Sea to Evermore. That's how today feels. I'm driving here half hour later than usual, hanging out with the family, with all my siblings. I'm the oldest of five, I two brothers and two sisters, and uh, my mom and stepdad and my grandma. And we had a real wonderful holiday event, and the love was so strong. <laughs> it's so strong, and it's every time stuff like this happens for years and years and years, there's these phantom fears that lie to you, and I don't listen to them, but there's still phantom fears, and they're there, and they're like, you know, your brother hates you, your brother is at strife with you, they're saying all kinds of wicked, mean, evil things about you, and they're gossiping behind your back, and they're plotting against you, and all that stuff takes place in the phantoms, but as soon as you show up with the full release of the river of life from your belly, it's vaporized. It was the most loving time I've ever had with my family in my entire life. And it was the greatest release of the love of the Father and the love of the Son and the love of the holy angels. God come in through our bellies in threefold glory that I've ever experienced in my life. And just to see the souls of my family members just glowing in, in grace. In grace. And that's the craziest thing that people don't understand yet grace, that it's a gift of God, and half these people don't even believe Jesus, follow Jesus, but if you do, you can serve them living waters and glorify their souls if they can just receive it into their hearts, and who doesn't want to feel good? I mean, that's really the only thing Jesus Christ serves you is the cup of His goodness, the cup of His glory, the cup of His blood. All this religious stuff is of Satan and hell. Beating yourself up, always feeling bad and condemned and horrible all the time. And there's not one drop of that in Jesus or His cup. Whose cup have you been drinking? To have that stuff on your head, because I'll hang around people that are total hedonists. I have tested this gospel amongst every nation, tribe, and tongue broadcasting for 10 years and traveling all over North America in the flesh. Working the inner city of Minneapolis with 145 nations, eight hours a day for 12 years. You know, four to eight hours a day, almost every single day, dealing with strangers, different people, visitors, Mall of America, dealing with the Japanese and the, the French today at Starbucks and all these different visitors and people from all over the world coming to the Mall of America. And this living water comes right up there underneath their heart and they drink it because they want to feel good. That's why they're traveling around. That's why they're on vacation. That's why they're going places and doing things. Everyone on earth is looking for the fountain of life. But it's not in religion. It's not in the brain. It's in the belly. <laughs> Out of your belly flows rivers of living waters, but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. And the key thing there in John 7, 37 and 38 is for those who believe. 
the prince of the power of the air, of Jezebelic bewitchment, of externalism, has made Christians unbelievers in the divine child. That they don't recognize him living inside their own spirit. And when you're bewitched, you cut off your own mind from your spirit. And you're controlled by Hades until you come out of the bewitchment and realize the glory. Realize that he was always in there suffering with you in your spirit while you were captive of the false Jesus of the air, the prince of the power of the air. Satan, the goat head of Egypt that everyone serves in ignorance, thinking that that's Christianity, but they're serving Satan and not Christ. Christ is in you, not in the world. It is written. These people serve an external, worldly Jesus. And it's a diabolical scheme of sorcerers and Jesuits and Freemasons to get you bewitched. There are a lot of people that want to profit off of your bewitchment. There are men and women that have given everything they have to the Red Dragon in order to ensnare the nations as slaves. In the Bible, they're called dogs. And the rich that ensnare you are called sorcerers. It is written many times in the Bible. (laughs) And it's so real that you don't want to face that reality. And when you face it, you don't know how to defeat it. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? It's do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. It's not doing, it's drinking. It's believing. What is the work of the Christian The Bible says to believe in the one that God sent. Faith. How are you saved? The Bible says by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And where is he? In your belly. In your spiritual womb. So that you're not barren. Another word for barren is religious. You have a barren womb. You know, when David's wife saw him dancing and having fun and jubilee, he had conquered all his enemies, Psalms 18, triumphing over the Philistines, and he'd subdued all the enemies by the anointing. His one wife that was the daughter of Saul, representing the religious spirit, really mocked him and murdered him in her heart, was jealous, envious of him. She had a religious spirit from her father, Saul. (laughs) And the Bible says she was barren all of her days. There was no fruit of the womb, which means there was no spiritual anointing. There was no fresh oil. There was no new wine. There was no salvation for her spirit. She was barren all her days. Barren. Because she came into agreement with the religious spirit. All you got to do is disagree with the religious spirit. Join your king in the street dancing, you know, (laughs) having fun, getting undone in the glory. It's not a religious party. It's a glory party. It's the least religious thing you've ever seen. It's the biggest stumbling block to these church Christians you've ever seen. Almost everyone has to water it down in order for even the charismatic church to receive 1% of Red Letter Ministries. That's how bad the situation is in the, in the charismatic church right now. They are so externally bewitched by forms, 
by appearances, and worst of all, by works and knowledge of good. Satan's tree in the garden. Satan's tree in the garden in Genesis is called works, appearance, and knowledge. The tree of knowledge. The serpent tempted Eve with religion. The appearance of good, the knowledge of good, and the works of the human flesh. The works of the flesh. Also called dead works. The works of the Spirit are good works. Or you could say living works and fruit that lasts. Planting seed from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything done spiritually will weather storms because it comes from the solid rock on which we stand. But everything that comes from the brain that doesn't originate from the throne of Christ in you is death, is Satan. Satan's name in the Bible is Belial, father of lies. And the lies come from outside you in your brain. You'll never find these lies come from within your spirit because that's Christ in you. And he, Christ wants to be birthed from your womb and wash all of Belial and his lies out of your spirit. A lot of you are so dead in religion that that externalism and the magic spell of the religious demon came all the way down into your heart and into your bowels. And you actually have the red dragon in your belly. That's how deep the roots of Hades go in the religious spirit, all the way into the underworld. It's not Sheol. It really is the bottomless pit of despair and hopelessness of religion, of never being good enough in your human nature. And that's the curse of the fall. That was the hopelessness that Adam and Eve experienced after giving up the ghost, the Holy Ghost called the glory cloud. They walked out of the cloud, or they walked out of heavenly Jerusalem, and they were stuck in the flesh in their natural ability. Years and years later, what do we say? 4,000 years later? Approximately 4,000 years later, after Adam and Eve walked out of the glory cloud called God the Father, and were separated from the Father by their own sin, by their own dead works and seared conscience, by their own religious activity. 4,000 years later, God sacrificed His Son to cleanse your conscience from the dead works of religion to again have a fruitful womb, <laughs> to have a fruitful spirit, to carry the Messiah within you like Adam and Eve did. They were glory beings. The Bible said, God breathed into Adam's nostrils and he became a living being. He was not a human being. A human being is a fallen creature under fallen angels. A living being is a resurrected one, resurrected spiritually and morally in the Lord Jesus through their bellies. That's right so that you have the morality of the Messiah, perfect virgin. 144,000, they all have white linen garments. There's no spot or wrinkle on our hearts and minds. Not that we've done anything other than every day eat and drink His flesh more, so that everything He is as a Savior is inside us. 
and not some demon beating us up. I mean, who's in you? Christ is only glory. He's the King of glory and the Lord of glory. If you're not in the joy or the glory, same thing. Enter the joy prepared for you. He entered the glory. Bible calls the joy the glory. If you're not in the joy of the glory, what kind of witchcraft is filling you today? The river of the red dragon is the only other possibility if you're not full of the river of the glory, the river of joy, the river of the blood sacrifice and the blood covenant, the fountain of the living waters. The fountain of the living waters is deeper than Hades. It's deeper than the roots of the religious spirit in the underworld. So there's no excuse saying, oh, well, hell is too strong. Hell's not too strong. We hold the keys of death and hell. Your faith is too weak. Your spirit is too feeble and too small, too unbelieving. You have fed your brain and not your spirit. So repent, or in other words, return your mind to the springs of living waters and start living spiritually and not as an outer court flesh, which is a mark of a beast. And Revelation only condemns the lies. And if you hate lies, you just let Revelation wash through you like the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and it just circumcises your heart. But if you hold on to the lies, Revelation is painful. People don't want to hear direct revelation from Jesus Christ because they love the lie of living in their human ability. They love the lie of living in their human flesh. They love the knowledge of their brain. They love the appearance of their body and looking good outside, but they don't take care of the hidden person of the heart. That's not important to the city Babylon. That's only important to the city of heavenly Jerusalem. In heavenly Jerusalem, the only thing that matters is the cleanliness of your heart because that's all God sees. God sees the heart. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart and has not lifted himself up to idols. And so how do you have a clean heart? Because you drink the crystal water of the Lamb. How do you drink the crystal water of the Lamb? By faith. (laughs) By faith we have access. How are you saved? Grace through faith. And what's grace? Divine favor and spiritual protection. Or you could say spiritual blessing. Do you need spiritual protection from religion? Religion is the cause of all sickness and disease in the world. Always has been, but it won't always be. Because we'll release so much of the fountain of life below the, the spiritual stomachs of the earth, below the hearts of the earth, and these hopeless dead people that are total unbelievers in the religious demons, that will wash them and cleanse them from below, even though they are total unbelievers. You got to understand how powerful the fountain of life is. In Revelation it says that's what causes Babylon to topsize. When you release the fountain of living waters from your belly, you're removing the foundation stone of the city Babylon in the world, which is called Jerusalem. It's not holy Jerusalem. It's the old covenant Sinai law. When Jesus Christ 
died on the cross, the veil was torn of the temple. Whoever rebuilt that temple is in covenant with the fallen angels, is in covenant with the demons. God is not a religious spirit rebuilding temples, rebuilding shelters. You know? God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ were rebuking these insane fools on the mountain of transfiguration for their human desire to build shelters. Because the reverse of the curse is now God the Father is your shelter. He is the bright cloud over your head. Be morally and spiritually adopted by the living waters that are stronger than Hades to remove all the spiritual roots of wickedness out of your hearts. Let your hearts drink from the fountain of the Lamb. Let Jerusalem below be cast out of you by Jerusalem above. Let the holiness of the Lamb, the new covenant, cast out the old covenant from your bowels, from your roots, from your spirits, from your stomachs. There has to be an uprooting in your bellies for all that barrenness of the religious spirit to come out. It has to come out. You let it in, and there's no magic trick in it. You get it out by drinking the fountain of life. You get it out by obeying Christ within you and disobeying the prince of the power of the air that's deceived you your entire religious life. You're going to have to be rebellious against the city Babylon and rebellious against the city Jerusalem. Rebellious against Satan and his angels. Rebellious against the kingdom of hell. Rebellious against Sodom and all idolatry, which is immorality. That's a Holy Ghost rebellion. That's why the apostles and Acts were called renegades. These are the men that turned the world upside down. They were considered the most rebellious people in the world. You know? We're considered rebellious at Red Letter Ministries all the time. They have to water down this message just for people to receive it. Because what we are in raw form is the absolute destruction of Babylon the Great in the universe. And we're not going to water it down. We're going to get stronger and more mixed wine, more potent in love, in grace, and in peace, and in power. The resurrection of the dead, which is having perfect morality of your heart and mind by the Spirit of Jesus Christ. The foundations of the earth are shaking, are coming into divine order now by the order of Melchizedek because of perfect morality in the sons of God. The virgins of the 144,000 that rule as kings over the earth are already here. Already here. And now we're just forming more and more perfect sons of God, perfect spiritually and morally resurrected out from among the dead even while in the body to rule over the earth spiritually in the ability of Christ. Christ is coming back to the sons of God that have raised up a bride that know His ability and walk in His sovereignty. It's not about appearance, works, and knowledge. It's about spiritual stature, wisdom, and favor. When Jesus Christ grew, the Bible doesn't say He grew in works. <laughs> okay? 
<laughs> he said that was the father that was doing that. Okay? The father can do anything you want through the son, as long as you're yielded. And he'll do stuff all the time and blow people's minds everywhere, especially religious slaves, because they're the most deceived people in the world. They're only right in their own minds, and they're not right in the kingdom righteousness. What's the kingdom righteousness? The order of Melchizedek, the king of righteousness. Righteousness is divine spirituality. That you're as spiritual as God the Father is because God is a spirit. <laughs> and He only works through human flesh. The, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and the Word was made flesh. And He dwelt among us, and He walked with us, and He showed us the Father. He's the exact representation of the invisible God and the outreign brilliance of the Father, the light being. Amplified classic Hebrews 1. He's the outreign Shekinah of the light being of the Father. He is our ability on earth. We eat His flesh and drink His blood so we can be the outreign Shekinah brilliance of the light being of our Father on earth as it is in heaven. So we're a throne on earth and a throne in heaven simultaneously. That's the new covenant. The Messiah, the Son of God in your belly, a fruitful womb full of the kingdom of heaven within Luke 17, 21 and the kingdom of heaven above and angels ascending and descending upon the Messiah in your womb, Bride of Christ. Amen. And those who go ahead and are sons have already birthed the Messiah, and that's what sonship is. The full realization of the glory and the birthing of the Son of God through your own spiritual womb. And we teach others how to do the exact same thing we've already done because this is the only type of Christianity in the entire New Testament. <laughs> and we could even say in Galatians chapter 1, if anyone preaches otherwise, let them come under God's curse, anathema. Because they're leading you astray and you're trampling the blood of the Lamb underfoot, denying the divine ability of the Holy Spirit sent from Christ to transfigure your minds to the divine ability of the Spirit of God inside you. I have given you my Spirit without measure because you are sent from the throne of God, sent from the presence of God. Become familiar with my presence. Cherish my presence more than anything in the world. Sacrifice your idols and everything that pulls your heartstrings, everything that pulls the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the pride of possessions, everything that makes you at envy and strife with brother and sister in comparisons and competitions, all of that carnal nature of Satan, let it be burned out of your spirits, hearts, and minds by the love of God the Father who fully adopts all of you into perfect glory where there is no lack, where there is no want, where there is no loneliness, where there is no darkness. In Him there is no shadows and no darkness. God is light. In Him there is no darkness at all. It is written. And that's what you're drinking when you're drinking the blood of the Lamb. Perfect light with no darkness in it at all. Well, how do we know it's the cup of the Lord and not the cup of demons? Because we got 100 million demons here pretending to be Jesus and that's what the mass majority of people are drinking, thinking it's Jesus. And they grow in appearance, knowledge, and works. They grow in slavery. 
as sons and daughters of the slave woman, Haggai, and not the sons and daughters of faith, Sarah, the promise, the covenant race, the children of faith, who inherit the stars and the sands in this generation, fulfilling the covenant and promise to the father of faith, Abraham. <laughs> A people set apart for God by faith in the Messiah. You are set apart by your faith and obedience to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Messiah, the Spirit of grace. And you fall in love because God is love. And when you're drinking that one cup, you can tell it's not the cup of demons because the one cup is perfect love. And in that cup, there is no fear at all. In fact, perfect love drives out all fears because fear has to do with punishment, Sinai, a religious spirit. But when you drink the cup of the new covenant, your religiosity is washed out of you and you are clean in conscience and in deed before God and the angels. And the accuser will have nothing on you as you drink the blood of the Lamb religiously. Religiously. Because since that's the table of the Lord. That's the new covenant. I prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Your enemies get washed away the more you feast. And then you look for the dead or the, the wicked and you'll not find them. Woman, where are your accusers? Lord, they are no more. Good, neither do I accuse you. Now go and stop prostituting yourself. Amen. And I'm sure she did. You know? Saved by grace. Everyone's sinned. Everyone's fallen short of the glory. If you want to nitpick, you will find something about everyone and a reason to condemn them to hell. And that's all Satan. That's all Sinai. That's all destruction and death. That's the religious spirit. That's Satan and his angels at work. But the greatest judgment of all is unconditional love. The forgiving of the prostitute and everyone around her holding stones, even though they're all hypocrites. And the Holy Spirit convicted them. They all dropped their stones and walked away. You can cleanse the accusers, the self-righteous, and you can cleanse the condemned, the immoral. You can cleanse all nations, tribes, and tongues in the judgment of love. God's love is the greatest judgment. It's the washing away of your sins into the lake of fire. God is love, and God's the judge. Get to know His nature of the cleansing love judgment. Because that's His true nature. That's your Father in heaven, and you'll realize how good He is. And all He's removing is your accusers, your condemners, your religious spirits. All He'll remove is your idols that are sucking you dry and killing you, stealing from you, destroying you, enslaving you. Every yoke that enslaves is broken by the love of Jesus Christ. That's the cup of the new covenant. You're drinking God's love. You're drinking God's sacrifice. For God so loved the world that He gave His Son to be sacrificed, and then He said, here's my blood, drink it, all of you. Who can receive God's love? The more you receive His love, the more you'll love others. <laughs> and the more you won't be able to condemn anyone no matter what they've done. 
because you've been forgiven so much. Luke 7.47, whoever's forgiven much loves much. But if you're not forgiven much and haven't received much love, you can't love yourself or anyone around you. And this really is advanced teaching. The love stuff, because having gone through all the charismatic advanced schools and prophetic and apostolic and sonship ministry in the whole world, we still haven't learned to love. We're more accusational, more divided than ever before, comparisons, envy and strife, jealousy everywhere, <laughs> competition, all the fruits of the flesh. But when you learn to love, you'll have favor with everyone. And even if you don't, let your, let your love be even stronger for them. And this love is the living waters through your spiritual stomach, out of your belly flowing rivers of love, because you stay in faith in His ability, walking in love and never closing your mind towards anyone and condemning anyone. That's the true spiritual awakening of the Messiah. Because if you close up your love, your bowels of compassion towards anyone for any reason, you become a hypocrite and start practicing the same exact sins you are condemning them of. Because all humanity is lumped together in one sinful state. You stay in the Messiah's nature serving them love regardless if they receive it or not. Because that's the work of Christ. Laying, laying down your life and serving others more highly than yourself submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ, counting your lives as nothing for the sake of knowing Christ. Everything that's the opposite of the religious spirit that makes it about me instead of about thee. <laughs> the nature of Christ is perfect servanthood in the lowest place towards everyone. He loved Romans. He loved the centurion. He loved every single person in Israel and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There was not a single click that he's like, no, those people, they don't get my love. They're bad. They're too bad. I mean, this is a non-existent thing. He gave the Pharisees like hundreds of chances. And then he picked up a whip and just destroyed what they were doing because they wouldn't repent. And even that is love to stop you from killing yourselves in the religious spirit. <laughs> he disciplines those he loves. And some people are so self-destructive in the religious spirit, he'll have to intervene and just grab your arm and just be like, you know, like when a sheep goes astray with a shepherd, he breaks their legs. And he'll carry the sheep on his shoulders for a long time until the legs heal. And then that sheep will be so close to the shepherd, he'll never go astray again. Immature Christians don't understand having their legs broken by the great shepherd. Mature Christians do. He's saving you from the wolves. He's saving you from demons. He's saving you from hell. He's saving you most of all from yourself and your own thought life and your own pride. Christ is is so perfect in love that He saves us from our own pride, thinking that we know more than Him. Thank you, Lord, for breaking our legs and carrying us on Your shoulder so that we don't kill ourselves in our own religiosity and our own knowing it all. Because <laughs> that really is the main thing wrong with humanity. Pride. 
Lust is just a byproduct of not being fulfilled because we have all that pride in us. So we got to turn to Sodom for, for pleasure because we have no pleasure in pride. Pride blocks us from knowing the Father and the Spirit's pleasures. You're either going to be pleasured on the Holy Spirit or pleasured in the flesh. And what blocks a, per- a person from experiencing the pleasures of the Spirit is only one thing. Satan's pride, the goat head of Egypt, the king of Hades, and the king of hell and death. You get that religious thing and that pride off of you, you'll be pleasured in grace. The pleasures of the Spirit are so far superior than the pleasures of the flesh that it's called heaven and hell in the Bible, and I experience it and thousands of others have as well. You can live in a constant state of spiritual pleasure called on earth as it is in heaven. He entered the joy. He entered the Holy of Holies, the maximum amount of divine pleasure, and so shall you by faith in Him and following His Spirit into all truth. And the truth is that God is love and God's pleasure far supersedes the pleasures of the flesh. And in understanding that and experiencing that by grace, you'll overcome the world and you'll experience moral resurrection from the Lord Jesus through your hearts and minds. So it's no longer a temptation because death looks disgusting to you. And those frogs coming out of the beast are disgusting to you. The amphibians and the demons of Sodom and the demons of Egypt are so far under your feet you can say, I've overcome the world in Christ. And we thank you, Father, for thousands and millions of overcomers that overcome Jerusalem, that overcome the law, that overcome their own stomachs and their own flesh by the Messiah in their full wombs today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.